Hey, little elves. Five more days till Christmas. Get your shit together. Wrap those presents up. Pick, Put those bows on. Don't forget to take off the price tags from your presents because I do that. So maybe I should let you guys know just in case you're like me. So yeah, go ahead. Get it all ready, guys, because there's five more days till Christmas. It's getting hectic. People are tripping. People are stressed. But we're here and we're listening to a podcast. So I hope you guys are listening to the podcast as you do your Christmas stuff. That'd be pretty cute. That's like a dream come true. Okay. So this podcast is called Sin Vergüenza, Without Shame, and I'm your host, Ale, and I'm here today with our quote-unquote co-host, Mr. Anonymous in the building, y'all. So, okay, this is our final little Christmas talk before the new year. So I want to ask you guys, and I want to ask you, what's your favorite Christmas activity, whether it be the decorating, going to see the lights, caroling maybe the fucking decorating maybe there's um the opening of the actual presents maybe it's christmas dinner there's just a lot of different things that people do throughout christmas so what's your favorite thing to do for christmas for me i personally don't like the the putting up of christmas because Helping my mom for so many years do so many houses, it just, like, irritated me a lot. I will say that my favorite part of it, though, would have to be either opening the Christmas presents or... um, Christmas dinner isn't too bad either. I'm not gonna lie. Even though, like, for most of the time, like, I hadn't had a really good Christmas, like, time period... I always remembered at least the opening of Christmas presents being like so wonderful and just being able to get out of all the negativity and the dinner because one of the most important dinners I ever had was a Christmas dinner with my grandmother one year from Mexico and I still remember it to this day like everything we ate so it was just very impactful and it was like I don't know you know what'd you eat we ate um I don't know how to say it. Well, I do, but carne de carne de chivo, una Ew. pierna de chivo, pero con um, salsa roja on top of it. It's like a traditional Mexican feast in a mm. way because it's like the sauce that they put with like the little green leaves inside the fucking food. I don't know if you had it before. Mm-mm. No? What's... Well, Probably, but I never actually had it. Yeah, it's like not good, good, but it's it's decent. I'm not going to lie, like the taste of it. But like I said, it was just being with my grandmother, like so many years I've half passed that I haven't been in a Christmas with my actual grandmother. So it was just like sitting next to her, like at least having more people present than my regular Christmas, like me and my mother. Um just having her there and hearing her stories and my grandmother started to suffer from alzheimer's so she would tell me the stories like over and over and it was one thing that like a lot of my family members is it really like dory to where you'll have a conversation and then it's just like she'll tell you the exact same thing yeah like it it happens like that sometimes where she really like loses it and then there's times where 
it could be after like an hour, two hours that she'll really, really tell you the story and shit. And <clears throat> for me, like that never got old. That never got like that was the most beautiful Christmas just because it's like I know the story now well enough, <clears throat> well enough and stuff. And it was just such a lovely experience to have her there and just be with my grandmother for once, you know, on a special holiday. Give me one quick second, guys. My son is crying outside the door. All right. Sorry, guys. Rangers. Ranger was pressed that he didn't get to come on the mic. Um, For me, my favorite Christmas activity has to be there's just so much fun stuff like. The tree is fun because if you put up the tree with some Christmas music, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Um, That's fun. Y'all better not make fun of me. Um, That's fun. What else? The Christmas shopping is super fun because then you shop a little bit for yourself. All uh, you do. So that has to be my favorite stuff. The decorating of the tree with some Christmas music on. And then going to do the actual shopping. But I don't like to do my Christmas shopping last minute. Because then it's not fun. Then you're just fucking stressed. But, um, yeah. That's my favorite things to do. Let us know. Comment down below. Put in the Google Forms. What you guys. Um, what is your guys' favorite Christmas, Christmas activity? Um, there's so many stuff that you can do. So many things. Um... That we can go ahead and do on Christmas Day, Eve, the whole month. Just let us know what you guys like to do. I will say, sorry about that. I will say that since I've been with, like, here, my Christmas has changed a lot more. And for a year, you guys, we did um, gingerbread houses, which was something I only did at school back in the day. But we were able to do it at home, and that was just so much more fun having people like around your same age group, like the conversations, the yeah. shit talking. Yeah, because at home, like, <clears throat> there's a big gap bef- between me and like anybody else in my family of age, and here was like all you guys are a lot more close within an age group. That it was just like the constant, "Hey, can you help me, bro? You're so dumb. How did that fall?" Like. All that talking and just being around people, like, it's just so much fun. And, like, it was just a constant laughter building the gingerbread houses, to be honest. And this year, honestly, I didn't buy any of that. I, I'm i usually the one that buys the pumpkins, buys the cookies, does all this and that. Um, And this year has just been so busy that I didn't even think about it at all till right now. So, I mean, it's not Christmas yet. We'll see what happens. But yeah, guys, all right, now let's go ahead and jump into our first segment. So with this segment is we go on um, this woman's chat room on the Flow app. And on this woman's chat room, we basically have some shits and giggles or we seriously learn about our bodies. For this first part of it, we're going to have shits and giggles. For the second part, we're going to learn about our bodies. So with this first question that it gives us, it's self-gratitude journal. What are you most grateful um, to yourself for? I'm going to kind of use this one for like 
the year let's make this like a little new year's thing so i want to switch up the question to what are you most grateful to yourself for in this year what's something you did that you're grateful for this year um i'd say to yourself i'd say hold my temperament a lot better this year i would for say you myself. need a different answer because you do that all the time period what you are not one to lose your temper so i mean i am like to myself though there is a lot of like self-judging and self like torture that i do to myself that i don't really like tell anybody about or really like emphasize it just because of the fact that for me it's positive things are more important than anything negative and in your mind you have the power to create your own day like if something negative happens and you continue to think about it and continue to like um procrastinate or continue to talk about that subject like all day you're just gonna be going in a complete loop you know and it's been hard like i've was a negative ass person and didn't like to do things and i really didn't like to talk much and shit like that and i feel like last year really like helped me really understand that everything got or this year everything got a lot better with just me mentally talking to myself being able to be like you could do it if anybody else can or you can do it don't give up keep trying it's not that bad it's not that heavy like i've done things this year that for me personally i don't see myself doing it or didn't see myself before that but once i got into it, i was like well fuck it you're this far like it's harder to go back you know me with drinking literally but it's like i said like even with you like it was it seemed really hard for you like the first two three months of it and then after that it kind of became like so much easier to where like you were only really consistently talking about it like every two to three months like distance you know or really big so i'm proud of you for that like that's something hard as fuck to do but continue with your answer that was Um, just my comment sorry so yeah just basically like not losing my cool against myself like i'm the type of person that basically self-doubt yeah like i i put myself down all the time and like i stop myself from really trying to do things because it's like you can't do it you're not allowed to do it you like anything that negative comes to my mind really at first and i know it's for a lot of people but instantly as soon as i get that negative thought a positive thought now is easier to come up with to balance myself you know okay is that your answer yeah you're done okay i can't even say that the drinking was mine for this year because that was last year i just made my year this year right yeah okay um honestly what i'm it said grateful for no self-gratitude yeah most grateful for so i'm i'm grateful that i'm still pushing this podcast through i'm grateful that i'm even though there's so much shit going on that i can still just say fuck the rest of the world to get this done because this is one of my main priorities um basically i'm grateful that 
I'm excited to do new things like it right now like I'm still getting the hang of this whole new schedule with the podcast going out to record couples coming home editing uploading tiktoks like I'm still trying to grasp onto it all but I know that when I'm done with it I'm gonna add more to myself which is probably gonna be so crazy but I want to do it like starting this new year um we're doing a book club me and if you guys remember her Kirsten from episode I think like one two or three um me and her are starting a book club you're talking to a bitch who hasn't read a book since high school and um it's hard for me to read like it's I I used to be so good at English I used to be so good at paragraphs I used to be so good at just writing in general and I started losing it and I start like forgetting how to use my punctuation grammar all this and that so um I also want to add new words to my shit for when I talk shit like I want to go ahead and expand my vocabulary so I feel like because I've been slipping on all that I need to read more so I can go back into seeing what the proper way is what words to use like I I would always have trouble reading I don't know what it is maybe it's some type of thing that's wrong with me but when I read I'll forget everything that I just read I can literally have my finger on the word and I'll forget where I'm at I literally will start just like the words will move like my eyes will literally just like make a movie and the words will start moving it's so hard for me to sit down and read and focus and when I do sit down and read and focus nothing grasps into my brain like I I will completely forget what I read so with this new um not book fair um book club I feel like with that it'll help with everything else that I've been lacking in and just maybe it'll help me read well obviously it's gonna help me read better so and then like this it's like okay now I instead of forgetting what I'm talking about I'm gonna have notes and stuff because we're gonna go sit down and have our meetings about the book and it'll help me remember more shit might help me with my memory period so there's that um that's first for what I want to grab into now the second thing that I'm gonna go ahead and do is I want to learn how to play the piano but I need the space for a piano and I need a piano but um other than that that's basically what I'm grateful for that like I just don't want to stop myself and it might seem like I feel like there's a lot of times where people think I'm not doing shit with myself but it's because they probably don't know what I'm actually doing like if you ask my mom what the fuck I do with my life she's gonna tell you this bitch just smokes and hits the streets like she doesn't know what's going on like she doesn't like none of them really do so it's like I'm just grateful that I did everything that I did and that I'm gonna do more so I'm just busy I just stay busy so that's what I'm grateful for because then that just keeps my mind off of like it does add stress but it adds stress that I'd like rather than stress that I wouldn't like you know I think it's basically because of like the stress that it gives you it's something that you can accomplish it makes me feel alive I'm just kidding <laughs> It's stuff that you can accomplish a lot easier and it's stuff that like at the end of it, you see the change of it. And a lot of like stress that you're talking about, which could be like self 
sabotaging stress where it's like you put yourself down or stuff like that it's so much harder to like try and grasp and like work past it because it's you versus yourself as in you versus a task you know yeah so i I understand that like i i know for me personally before i would love to have a lot of things like on my plate because i always told myself if i have a lot to do it'll keep me away from doing dumb shit it'll keep me away from going and doing shit with my friends that i know i'm gonna get in trouble for doing and shit like that and as i got older like now it's easier for me to be like nah i don't really want to go do a lot of dumb shit like fuck sabotaging myself i'd rather be at home it surprises with a little bit. me that there's there really are people out here like i'm gonna just be honest like it, it surprises me that there's people out here that still do shit that they did in middle school till this day like all this gang or high school like all this gang banging selling drugs like well, don't get me wrong. There's times where, like, even me and my friends talk about it. There's times where we want to do dumb shit that it's, like, go over and toilet paper a fucking person's house just to get the, not the anxiety, but the adrenaline of, like, running away from somebody or being chased. Like, to me, that was always the one thing that I always liked was either being chased or trying to be found because it gave me some adrenaline rush that, like, a lot of things really don't get me to that point. With that, though, that's different. That's just doing stupid kid shit. But it's like people who literally just do the dumb shit where it's like, as I was saying, like the drugs, the gangs. Maybe there's people that still get into fucking fist fights, like all that shit. That's the type of shit you leave in school, like drama, all that is just like we're adults now. Like, don't get me wrong, like. There are, like, dealers who end up becoming, like, stores and have their own companies and all this and that. But they made it to the point to where they can do all this shit legally. Like, homegirl, your baby daddy's gonna get locked up if you keep letting him do this shit. Like, it's that type of stuff to where it's, like, I'd rather have these types of stresses than be, like, doing all that. Because it's, like... The fact that people are still on that even as adults is just, it surprises me. Like, you don't want to learn anything new. You don't want to do anything cool, anything better, anything that'll, like, expand your brain, you know? Right. No, I understand that. Like, for me, I never really, I kind of understood the life, like, of being in a gang and stuff. But at the same time, like... I felt like that shit was just, like you said, it was just something that you should always grow out of. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, most... It's not going to get you nowhere as an adult. It, unless you do it the legal way, but a lot of those people don't want to. I mean, yeah, and in that situation, like, it's really sad to say, but a lot of people, like, when you listen to them, a lot of them tell you, like, I wasn't supposed to make it past 18. I'm surprised I'm 25. I'm surprised I'm 30. And it's like... You're surprised, but you're not really changing the attributes in your life to make it past what you're thinking or surpass it. You know, like you could be doing a lot of stuff like you said, even simple as drug dealers right now. Try and make it into a corporation. Try to make it legal. Like there's no way that I've seen plugs that done it. There's yeah, like even cookies as a brand like he started burner started as a drug dealer from I California wanted to say that, but I didn't want to be wrong. No, he started as a drug dealer from California. And now he has a fucking billion dollar enterprise like he could have sold out and continued grinding on himself and grinding his company out. And now he's a billion. It's like 
So it's something that it is possible, but you really have to have that mentality of I have to make it out of here. Like even if it's not for yourself, I feel like you should make it out of there for your next generations or try to leave something for your next generations. Sometimes that's not even enough, though, because there's people with children. I know a handful of people, sadly, whether it be in my inner circle or just from friends that I know. But not even the children, like if they have children, not even that will stop people from. Sorry, guys, Ranger had some shit to say. We'll stop people from doing that. So before we get too more into that, um, just change old habits, people. It's a new year. It's Christmas. Ask the big man to help you with some new stuff. Anything is honestly, it'll help you. Even if you fucking like do little puzzles, something to get your brain working on, you know, something new. Okay. So, some of the answers from the girls today are, um, again, the question is self-gratitude journal. What are you most grateful for yourself? All right. One girl said, um, I'm grateful for finally speaking up about my childhood sexual abuse. It started when I was around five and ended when I was 12. Um, the first time I woke up was five years ago. Oh, sorry. The first time I spoke up was five years ago after my second son was born i was 30 it's been so hard since then i will probably be on antidepressants my whole life and the trauma will never leave my memories but this september i am starting to go to training as a mental health nurse and actually being my life oh sorry and actually begin my life in the way i chose i'm so grateful that i finally got the courage to speak up and find support my new normal is weird, but I'm still working on it, and I'm getting there. That's that's a hard one. It took her years to say something. Years. That just goes, and this will kind of go with our, um, our second part of today's segment with this. So, I mean, it takes, you can never really judge anybody on for never saying anything um, or saying it quote-unquote too late or whatever because it takes it's different for everybody some people will say it right then and there this lady took years and that's perfectly fine um so kudos to her that's cool uh, that's definitely something you should have some self-gratitude for all right Another lady said, the hardest thing for me is fighting me. Every day I fight the laziness inside me. I have to force myself to get up and do one and two and to focus. I know I have great potential. I have people who love me. My biggest obstacle in my life is me. Honestly, you want to compare yourself to somebody, compare yourself to yourself. And like that is like the biggest push ever. Mm-hmm. it really is because <clears throat> it comes to what we were kind of saying like you're really battling yourself constantly and it's it's so hard another person said proud of myself for coming this far in life regardless on what's going on because the only comparison i make is my past life and present life and yes my present life is better than my past very grateful appreciative and proud even when things aren't going as well because some people didn't get the privilege to do so. The dead, which I strongly sympathize um, with because there are so many unfinished dreams that has been buried. So I'm grateful to God for this opportunity, even in my darkest moments. She put it in the right way, like 
make sure you put yourself up because there's people who didn't get to do that and now they're gone. So I like that answer. We'll read one more. A lot of these ladies said leaving that man, just so y'all know. Another girl said, for sticking through school, even though I rarely ever get praised, I'm proud of myself regardless. If nobody tells me they're proud, I'm glad I'm pushing myself to graduate. Yes. Honestly, that's amazing. Um, No matter where you're graduating from, high school, middle school, elementary, which if you're on elementary, I don't know why you're on this app. May, well, you know what? It's for all the girls, so honey, log right in here. Um... That's true, because I feel like a lot of, like, when we're in school, a lot of us are like, why am I going to do this for? My mom wants me to do this, yada, yada, yada. I think it's not until if whether or not you choose college is where you actually see that it's for you. But I always felt kind of weird how people would use, as a, would use it as an excuse, like, my mom wants me to graduate. I don't even want to be here. Like, I'm sorry, but you're just... I like I always seen it as you are going to struggle if you don't simply have just this diploma like if you don't even have the bare minimum of a high school degree like don't get me wrong I know people have literally started businesses out of their garage but if you don't even have the motivation to do that do you really have motivation to do something else and start something else unless you're already working on it and you feel like school is taking your time away from that project you know um I think you should be grateful that you're pushing yourself for that because it's hard for a lot of people. I'm not judging you if you're like that because sometimes school is hard for people in many ways, whether it be the curriculars, whether it be the people around you making it harder for you, like just keep pushing yourself. So I think the main answer here is everybody just needs to keep pushing themselves to do better. And that's what they're grateful for. At least that's what I get out of it. That's what I got out of it, too. Everybody was pushing themselves to become a better version of themselves that they needed to become. Okay. Uh, Sorry if we didn't give a trigger warning for that last one, but right now I'm for sure going to give a trigger warning. Um, Like I said, that first answer or second answer is going to lead in, lead into this. Um, Usually I like to tell the men that they could leave here, skip this one, but men, you could also use this in case you've been through this, so... <sighs> With the second part is the part that we learn about our bodies. And I just want to go ahead and this is pretty intense, but it's very good to know. So the second part is navigating sex and intimacy after trauma. So recovering from assault, abuse or sexual trauma can be complex. And it looks different for everybody. Um. And I'm reading basically what they have here on these little um, paragraphs or like studies that they have here. So it goes on to saying trauma at its core is a violation of safety we experience in our bodies. And this is all written from a sex therapist named Casey Tanner. We'll be calling her Tanner from here on out. And she it just takes time. It literally takes time. Take as much time as you need with it. Um. She goes on to saying, the more you understand about yourself and what you need, the better you can communicate to the person you're having sex with. So uh, I'm going to just let y'all know right now, basically to sum it all up, she just goes on to saying you have to learn yourself first before you can 
um, have somebody else come into the mix with you because you have to let them know your boundaries, let them know what you're feeling, let them know what you like and dislike, what's a maybe for you in order for you to even be comfortable with them because if they do something that triggers you, that's that's going to be tough because they didn't know. And if you didn't know, it's even harder. So just make sure you get to learn a little bit more about yourself before doing anything. But let me continue reading it. So she goes on to saying practice body neutrality neutrality if the uh, positivity doesn't resonate with you. Um, after the trauma, it might feel challenging to see your body as a safe and comfortable home. Um, you might associate it with negative thoughts and feelings. So uh, a simple instruction, she says, is you just need to start loving yourself again. Um, if you label yourself like, oh, I'm beautiful, she says it's not really authentic, but it doesn't mean that the label is flawed. She's trying to basically say instead of just telling yourself I'm beautiful, all this and that, go a little more deeper and inward and actually give like an actual feeling of this instead of you know giving it the basics but if the basic words work for you to where you telling yourself i feel beautiful makes you feel good then do it um she goes on to saying body neutrality means accepting and appreciating your body for what it does and how it allows you to experience the world rather than trying to live how it feels or looks Mm, okay okay i like that I think that's the hardest one right there, like getting past what you see visually and getting to what you feel emotionally or what it does for you. Like it's like, um, what can you do? Like, let's say you're at work one day and you're like, I can't carry this box, but nobody's there to help you. So you carry and you actually can carry and you're like, oh, shit, I'm actually a little strong. I'm about to throw this fucking box. All right. She goes on to saying you could stand in front of a mirror naked or clothed and identify objects, objective truths about your body and its fun and its functions. You can go on to saying I have a face that I can express what I feel. So this is what she meant when she's like, don't just say I'm beautiful, like use these type of things and it'll make it feel more intimate for yourself. So again, I have a face that I can express what I feel. I have shoulders that can carry the weight of my neck, head and brain. I have arms that can carry my child or my pet. This exercise can help you reconnect with your body and your mindset. Um, all right. So often in traumatic experiences. Oh, and this part is exploring your body alone. Often in traumatic experiences, your anatomy and power are taken away from you without consent. Sadly. So you have to go ahead and re-engage with your body on your own. Um, you can also, you can do this by taking a shower, filling up and seeing what parts get tensed or triggered when you touch them, lying in bed, clothed or unclothed, and just, just feeling your body and just accepting your body and just trying to make yourself comfortable. She says you can move your hands along the length of your body. If you notice that touching certain parts, uh, if sorry, if you notice that touching certain parts of yourself creates anxiety, pause and breathe into that body part so basically like um where if you like tense up or if you just like can't let that person touch you there even yourself touch yourself there if it makes you uncomfortable just 
touch yourself there and breathe and think about it and just breathe in she says breathe into that body part so i'm assuming just hold yourself there and take a deep breath um she goes on to saying if you feel ready to get directly sexual with another person um oh no sorry sorry this is not with another person but with yourself you can try touching your chest or your genitals but rather than engaging in this exercise with an intention of orgasming simply just be body curious so basically like bring it back to when um well if you even were able to do this but like usually what is it like middle school high school is when you actually start messing with yourself around there Um, i would say or you never know even sooner um she says just try to touch yourself like in a masturbation-y way but don't make it a goal to where you're trying to just masturbate make it a goal to where you're basically just trying to get used to your body again okay she says the main key is to communicate 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 an open conversation about where you are in your recovery when you are ready to have sex with somebody let them know where you're at and what you're not comfortable with um you can go ahead and start with non-sexual moments uh like sorry i lost where she said what the non-sexual stuff was um when you do tell them about your story you don't have to tell them everything you don't have to give every single detail girl you can only share what you want to share i feel like in a lot of situations like that when you you tell your partner hey like i don't like to be touched there or that doesn't make me feel good like a lot of times he he or she will be able to kind of understand like especially if it's in a sexual matter like Maybe they've never been touched like that. Maybe they don't like to be touched like that. Like, let me find an alternative. I don't like to be touched there. Oh, okay, sorry. Continue like nothing, you know? So basically, she goes on to saying when you are ready to tell them the story, try to find a low-pressure moment, a non-sexual moment. Basically, like, maybe while you guys are just cuddling or some shit, just something that basically isn't in the act. Um... There's many different things that you can go ahead and do. You can schedule it in certain ways to where there is intimate time. It doesn't even have to be having sex. It could be literally cuddling. It could be filling up on each other, you know, just stuff like that. Um, For sure, she says to set boundaries. Let them know what you're down for, what you're not down for, and what's something that you might be down for. Um, Pay attention to your body's trauma responses as well as your mind. The body can remember things even if the conscious mind doesn't think about them. So that goes on to saying like where basically if you start touching yourself and you notice that there's a spot that um, feels uncomfortable or tenses you up. That's what she's basically saying. Your body can remember something that your mind doesn't want to remember because a lot of times what happens in these moments is when it comes to very traumatic stuff like this, your mind will literally wipe your fucking memory and shove it deep down in the core to where it doesn't want to remember it just really does not want to remember um i've had a lot of friends and personal experiences to where people can literally just be sitting down minding their own business doing whatever and then bam that memory comes out of fucking nowhere like a truck and it just hits them so um maybe when you're doing this just be prepared and be careful because maybe that triggers since you are really focusing on your body and focusing on the what happened 
uh she doesn't say this but i think it's kind of like something that you should know just be prepared in case one of those memories comes out okay try to reground yourself through mindful sex so sticking to intimacy and what feels comfortable she basically says to ground yourself is basically using all your five senses like what do you see you see a freckle on your partner's cheek do you see the color of the curtains um touch feeling on their skin feeling on the blankets um yeah smell sound and taste you know just using those components to go ahead and come back and ground yourself in case you start losing yourself into the intimacy if you guys want help you can guys you guys can go ahead and look up the national sexual assault hotline national domestic violence hotline anti-violence project and darkness to light those are just four places that you could go ahead and ask for help or look for help if not i'm pretty sure you guys can look up stuff online and some stuff will come up like numbers and emails and stuff like that so that was our part two about learning about our body so if this um triggered you in some way i'm sorry but i hope this can help you or maybe if you know somebody that's gone through some stuff um you can go ahead and share this message to them share these websites share this link share these tips um but yeah if you guys want to go ahead and uh drop some comments about this whole um this whole topic you guys can do so in the google form if you're comfortable or if you just want to have somewhere to unload anything off your chest it's 100 percent anonymous you can let me know whether or not you want me to put on the podcast completely up to you it's there for you not for me it's there for you all right <sighs> do you have anything to say right now or do you want to move on um only thing i have to say is if <clears throat> you are the person in the relationship and you notice that your couple is having troubles or doesn't like to be touched in a specific area or stuff like that try as hard as you can to kind of keep that in the back of your mind and not do it or not pressurize them into telling you it could be both boys girls yeah of course whatever you just try not try not to make them tell you just give them their space allow them to work through it it's something that a lot of times it can be so traumatic that they don't even want to think about it anymore or they don't want to open that chapter of their book. They just want to close it and leave it there. Let them work through it as much as they can by themselves. If they ask you for help, be there and try and sympathize with them and help them as much as you can because in a lot of situations, you guys, it's really hard to even as a man and as a female to talk about some situations that have put you in a spot that it's uncomfortable. It's heartbreaking it's traumatic like there's experiences with everybody and everybody has had something that has made them not want to talk about it so please just understand people and their barriers and what they are capable and not capable of doing like it is hard not just for you it's hard for them and if you continuously forget and stuff like that at least allow them to know that you're sorry about it and you're really not trying okay so that is our first segment now let's go ahead and talk about some other stuff okay i just want to talk about how because last week we talked about stepchildren and giving them gifts and whatever so do you think that is true that blood is thicker than water no me either i really don't i have more love for some of my friends than i do some of my own family members um take it as you may I feel I really like don't give a fuck. I feel like when I was younger, I had this talk with somebody that um 
put this quote kind of in my head and it really spoke to me a lot and until this day i still remember and he told me god gave you the family that god gave you but he gave you this life to make an opportunity and all the friends that you have are the family that you choose so it really spoke to me because it's true like the people that you choose to be around you your friends your friends companions and stuff like that like that's people that god didn't god probably put them in your way for them to be there but he didn't necessarily put them there for you to be there that's something you make your own choice who you want to talk to who you want to get near who you want to get close to and i feel like it's so true like what you said there's people that i have more love for within outside of my family than within my own family that might have hurt me less or might have hurt me more or we just been through a lot more stuff together so no not always is blood thicker than water yep okay so i'm not sure what this brand is it's um hermes here hermes hermes um what is that clothes it's a clothing brand yes okay for guys and girls or is this just this looks like a man no it's everything okay so hermes here don't make fun of me y'all i don't i don't be buying this shit um it's the man himself he plans to share half of his 12 billion dollar wealth with his gardener i agree he it basically goes on to saying that um he plans to adopt his 31 year old gardener because um you know he's he's getting a little old um he wants to give him six percent ownership of the 22 billion valued hermes so out of the company he wants to give him six percent of it he's not married he has no children and he has some family feuds going on so he's already giving him some of his properties that are worth almost six million to his gardener i think he chose his gardener because He's the one helping him and maintain all this shit. So he's like, you know what? You put in the work, you're going to have some of your the fruit of your labor type shit. And I think that's pretty cool because he really like even though he's beefing with his family, you'd still assume that he'd give some to his family. But you never know. Like people, I a lot of people assume that they treat like the garners and like the maids and whatever like shit. I've I've seen it sometimes rarely it's honestly more rare than you think because i've been on the gardener side not where i'm a gardener but where my family's gardeners and i've never really seen them be disrespected um they honestly are always like pretty nice to them even though they can't communicate with each other at all there's still some type of respect and um communication there when it comes to the maid part i guess i've kind of been a maid not really i was a housekeeper and i never really was like disrespected there either um when i was i would i would just honestly like if they were to say some shit ruder for me to do it i wouldn't do it um i never really was disrespected in that way either the only thing that was disrespectful is but i also can't say shit is like when people when you would clean and then they would make a mess again but you can't really say shit because this is this person's house. Like the mess, the house. That's is, job security, right there, the baby. House is always gonna get dirty, so that was whatever. But um, I think it's pretty cool because a lot of the times, like on both ends, like I was saying, the gardener, or the 
or the housekeeper most of the time like they treat you really just like family and um they really do do the most so i could see why he did his gardener like this um i'm pretty sure they probably would hang out and have some cold ones or some shit together you never know but there's obviously some type of big friendship right there to where he knows he can trust this man well i mean you'll be surprised but or he loves him that much in a lot of situations he loves him <laughs> in a lot of situations like that like my grandfather when he passed away a lot of people were thinking like since he was a big person he wasn't going to be thinking about the little people around him you know and to this day like he left it in his will that um where i work at we have a lot of people from different countries come out and help us with the ranching hands and stuff like that and he left it that he still wanted the same people that had been with him to continue to be with him if they allowed their services and he's still taking care of them there's a a Peruvian that works with us and this older guy really older guy um had a son in college and stuff my grandfather told him like if you work for me if you be my right hand man like I'll make sure that your son gets through college and shit you know and once he passed away it was before his son even graduated and he even left it as a in a notepad like okay this person has to work with us another five six years because I promised this like and I seen it firsthand, like, being Hispanic, I feel like I seen it a lot more just because of the fact that I've been moved around a lot in, in different um, workspaces that my mother has worked at. We've been to restaurants, houses. I thought you were about like, to say Russia. <laughs> no. We've been to different places and shit, and for the ma- most part... I feel like, like a server probably gets treated shit like shit more than... Well, you'd be surprised, like, these restaurant owners would have, like, four or five different restaurants out in Texas, big fucking restaurants and shit, and they would be, like, the most humblest people, and that's why I I see a lot of, like, shows and shit showing that they treat these people like shit, don't talk to them. Like, my grandfather's right-hand man was basically the handyman of the house. If he needed anything replaced anywhere in his ranches, that was the man he would call to go do it because he knew he knew how to do everything, you know? And when he passed away, he even left him, like, a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't like they would go out and drink. It wasn't that they would go out to, like, parties or shit like that. Like, hang out outside of, like, their eight-hour shifts or nothing. And what's crazy is, like, I was always like, fuck all these rich people. They don't give a fuck. Da-da-da-da-da. But it's like it wasn't until him that I'm like, damn, like, not all people with money are complete assholes. They're really not. There's a lot of people that, like... And, like, a lot of people will say they're either mean or stingy or greedy or, like, you know, they treat people like shit. But once I seen that, I'm like, dude, like, was I, what is that? I was stereotypical, huh? Well, no, because the one thing that I have noticed, and like you said, with me being around a lot of... Still fuck the corporations, though. (laughs) With me being around a lot of people with a lot of wealth and stuff, the one thing I've noticed is they're not really assholes. The thing is, they like their shit done and they like it done fast and they like it done right and if you can't provide those three things how they want it to be done and that's basic necessities you're gonna have to ask for any, like anywhere where you're exactly at. so it's not them being assholes or anything it just feels different when it's the boss telling you some and shit. then this is like the fact that this dude literally has already given him the just six million in what he's saying land and properties like 
he didn't give him money he gave him properties that properties can make him so much more money too it's just that's pretty well, cool do you think that he is like what do you think about him doing it him being like somebody that um is like more known of i guess well, except for me it's like i said like it's people like that that like you said they know their work they know how they are with like maybe their properties so they know that they are taking care of their things. They probably, like you said, had one or two talks. The pool guy's pissed. And you have to think a lot of times, like, all these people really don't tell you, hey, good morning. Or a lot of people don't go up to you and be like, hey, how's your day going, sir? Even that, like, to a person can mean so much because it opens up that opportunity to talk somebody to somebody normally. And... I'm not going to lie, like, a lot of times you start talking to these people and you forget that they're the boss and they forget that you're the employee. Like, you really have a friendship bond to where it's like they'll cuss at you and you can cuss back at them. And right after that... I've never had that before. No, like... I don't think anybody has. Like, you you kind of gain that bond to where it's like, oh, shit, like, maybe we really are homies and shit like that. And to these people, it means a lot more because they're around people that are always kissing their asses, you know? So... Um, shout out to him for doing that. That's, I don't, I, I would like to know how the gardener felt. Like how, what was his reaction when that was like, no, this is officially like legally yours. I'm a hundred percent not fucking with you. There's no prankster. Like, I, I don't know. I would have cried. I would have dropped down and cried. Like, you know, he dropped down and cried. You know, he was mind blown as fuck. Like, but the thing is like. In a lot of these situations, you, at least for me, I start thinking, okay, so now does the gardener stop working because he has all this money? He stops being this guy's friend and stops having this friendship thing with him? Mm. Or does he continue to start doing it, grow his business, and make I sure... Think if like he's already like up to the point to where he, uh, Mr. Hermes... Her, what? Himes? Hermes, would you say? I don't, I'm not sure Ed because Mez. there's one brand that it's for clothing and then there's other brand that's for like um, ketchups and shit like that. Okay. So I think that's Heinz. Right? No, no, it's Heinz and then another one that's exactly like Okay. It. All right. So let's go into our second subject of the night. Um, What would you do? What would I do if I got that? Yeah. I, I'd cry. But, like, would you continue to, like... Oh, be his friend? Hell, yeah. Um, honestly? Well, that depends. Like, how was our relationship? Like, were these people... Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, were they... It could be to where they were actually, like, friends and he genuinely, like, you know, cares for the dude. Or it could just be like, you know what? It really is fuck my family. Here you go. You know? I I still feel like even though it's, like, fuck your family, you're not going to do that. You're not going to just give it to somebody random like that. Because you're not even, like you said, he's not even giving it to no pool guys, no people that clean his house. You don't know if he has a chef. Like, no, he specifically gave it to this one man. Like, not all the gardeners. I think, honestly, out of everybody in the house, the chef. It really, no, I think it's going to be the person who cleans his house. I think either that or. Because when I started doing that job, I feel like that was so intimate with people. Like, because people get crazy. so cool with you. Like, you really get to know the tea of that house and shit. And, like, you really get to, like, put your two cents in. And they're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
All right. So, how would you react? Honestly, I would still be his homie. You would still see me every single day that I was supposed to be there making sure Yo, your well, shit was. If we were was... friends, I'd stay friends. Yeah. Well, even if I'm not your friend, like I'm Come still gonna, sh- I'm still gonna show up and be like, yeah, we're gonna do this shit for you. I'm gonna make sure it gets done right, like you want it. One and two, like for sure, for sure, like I'm inviting him over to his own old house and being like, hey, but you're staying at the guest house tonight, all right? Like, we're not that close yet. Let's go ahead and move on to our second segment, the dream segment. This is where we talk about dreams that we've had in the past that have stuck with us or any dreams that we've had recently. And I'm talking about the dreams that you have in your sleep, you guys. Oh, sorry. I hit the mic. Okay. I'm at another week without no dreams. What do you have? Do you have one? Let's pray. Let's pray. I had one. Okay. When when did you have yours? I actually had mine today. And that was the craziest part because, like, I woke up. Laid back down, fell asleep, had this dream. And like when I was having it, it was just so out of whack that it was just like, okay, this is chilling. I was basically on a mountain and like the craziest part is like, I don't know who or what I was standing next to, but I was literally just chilling there with this thing. I mean, him were just having an odd ass conversation as like we're watching just the planet just kind of like spin from the outside no like we were chilling on a mountain and like it was just spinning in front of us so like it was literally like oceans and then it was like all of a sudden snowy and oh you know okay. what I'm, like a snow globe kind of effect and um as me and him are talking and shit like we start to get into walking off the cliff or yeah like down? no like just off the cliff like we just start getting to walking and that's why i didn't understand because like as we're walking like shit was moving under us but i couldn't you, see it was like it was turning terrains around you yeah but like but I, like in a circle right yeah okay and then like as i was walking when i looked down to see like what the fuck i was walking on i could see just like what like the little bridge that we were walking on but on the sides it was just smoking like in front of me it was just like all moving like the terrains were just kind of like spinning but slowly Damn, I wish we had an animator to, like, create that. Because I think I can see what you're saying. That shit's crazy. Like, I'm not going to... And it wasn't, like... It was turning, like, as in, like, you're looking down on it. And it was, like, going slowly. No, no, no. Like, you were seeing the terrain. And it was, like, you could see the jungle trees right in front of you. You could see, like, um, And you the were lions. standing with somebody you couldn't see at all? No, like, me and him were just walking. And I know it was a dude, like, because it was just, like, his voice was just, like, the homie. And where did you land? Or what happened next? No, like, we kept, like, walking and shit. And then all of a sudden, he was like, all right, like, this is where I drop you off. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? (laughs) And he's like, we're done. We didn't say shit throughout this whole ride. And all of a sudden. No, like, we had a full-ass conversation. Like, I don't remember our our conversation. But... As we walked, like, the only thing I remember was he was like, all right, this is where I drop you off. And I was like, and I looked down and I was like, dude, there's nothing under me. Like, where am I going? And he's like, bye. And pushes me. And, like, as I'm falling, like, that's when I woke up. But it was just, like, smoke. And, like, as I looked up, it was weird. But I seen. so weird. I seen, like, what he was, like, where he was standing. 
And then, like, where I was standing, like, all of a sudden, like, an elephant head just pulled up and, like, looked down. And I was like, damn. You think you were wat- you were dreaming of that because of the movie we were watching, uh, Love and Monsters? Guys, watch sure. it on Netflix. Love and Monsters. It's basically Dylan O'Brien is facing the end of the world. And um, a meteor was going to. Oh, wait, should I? I shouldn't tell them what's going on. It's a good movie. There's monsters. Well, it's just basically the end of the world and all the animals, amphibians, reptiles, all the animals, shit like that. Other than like and mammals. Bugs? No, bugs? Yeah. Bugs like other than mammals basically become monsters Mutants. and he has to get to his destination. They you become guys can watch it like the size of a building. Yeah. Like shit be breaking through buildings. Okay. I'm back. I had I couldn't hold it no more. That was my first time going to use the restroom on the podcast. It's episode 35. And all 35 episodes, I have not needed to go to the restroom. That's a little TMI, but <laughs> I just thought it was like I was sitting in the restroom and I was like, wait, this is the first time I've ever had a pause to do it. Because usually I'm doing it for everybody else that's here. Right. But this was my first time. So, Okay. That was a crazy dream. It ca- when I was also sitting in the restroom, I was thinking about your dream again, and it was kind of like um reminding me of you know those things that you would put on your eyes as kids, and it was like a little magnifying glass, but it had different colors and it would create like different, oh, different shapes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, those were so cool. Um, but yeah, that was our dream segment. You guys can go ahead and drop your dreams in the Google form. Uh, Google form. I said that a little too fast. In the Google form, and we could go ahead and read them on the podcast, a hundred percent anonymously. Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now, you honestly, I'm so surprised that you're the one that liked this more than I did because I'm the instigator here. Um. You want to do? Am I the asshole? Why do you think you liked it more than I did? Because there's some that are so fucking funny. Like, I was looking at some while we were um on our date and shit. Okay. <laughs> and, like, there's some where it was just like, bro, like, I read it first and I was like, nah, you're not, bro. And then when I said I seen the story, I'm like, damn, you're an asshole, dog. Like, fuck you. Did but, you pick one that you liked? Um, let me pull it up. Okay, then, while you look for yours, I already have mine. And I'm going to start with my favorite one so far. So, that way we start with the bang in. Or should I start with the bad ones first? You know what? We're going to start with the bang. So, this one is, am I the asshole? Um, Let me go ahead and explain, am I the asshole? Basically, we're going to read um this person's perspective, an argument, or whatever the heck is going on, some type of drama. And we pick whether the person writing it in or the person they're talking about is the asshole in this situation all right so my first one is am i the asshole for kicking my friend and her husband out for eating and wasting my food no no Fuck no hell no okay final answer yeah i female 34 made the mistake of allowing my best friend mary uh, female 33 and her husband carl male 27 and her two kids to crash at my place after showing up being uninvited Ooh, i hate when that happens she showed up for a visit and later complained that it was too late for them to go back home it was five hours away i hate having people over and she has history of being a moocher hmm. i've had history with the moocher have you had any history with the moocher what's a moocher 
where they basically like um they they take as much away from you as they can like oh i know that they'll buy me this so i'm gonna go ahead and toss it in the cart type of shit oh a muncher yeah yeah munchy moochie you have with yeah. a friend family member friends and it's like bro like we've had like my mom's whole ass friends as well like pull up to the house knowing what time we usually eat just to eat so it's like bro like not even because y'all friends and it's like you already know that we're not the type of people to be rude and tell you uh hey we're gonna eat bye yeah exactly and bitch i'm hungry i'm not gonna wait for you to leave either all right um with me it was with a certain friend too um however we did have a great time so in the end i was grateful for her visit and it was raining i agreed to let her spend the night uh safely at my place i did not go crazy with accommodations because i didn't want her to get too comfortable uh so i opened the sofa for the bed and went to sleep my boyfriend went into the bathroom near midnight and woke me up <laughs> looking angry and confused he said mary and her husband were having an uh, unauthorized food orgy in our kitchen at first i thought they were fucking with the food like they were put that whipped cream on your nipples girl no, like, like they were fucking the food. That's what I thought what was going on when I heard uh orgy in the kitchen. Unorthodox food orgy. I thought they were fucking the food. Oh, God. And then it goes on to saying, I immediately went there and found her in the uh by the dinner table with our trays of sushi laying around. Trays of sushi. Dude, I don't even go like that far in into all you can eat that you're eating trays She's of sushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, while she was sampling it and handing it to her husband, the wastebasket was right next to them because he was taking a bite and spitting it out if he didn't like it. My sushi sampler tray was left and with just a few pi- a few pieces, sorry, a few pieces, and most of my boyfriend's tray was thrown away by them without even asking permission to eat it. He the must fact- like nasty ass sushi if the whole tray was in the trash. Like fuck his shit. Rip. They also cut a brand new and store sealed artisserian cake um, and opened juice cartons straight from the pantry. Despite me having left juices in the fridge in case they wanted some. The garbage bin had lots of chewed up rice. It looked like someone had chewed it and sucked the flavor out of it and then spit it out. I found this especially infuriating as I left the house um, with no dishes. So there was dishes too. Y'all ate them from the trays and then used dishes? Okay. I served them dinner. I showed them where the bread and sandwiches uh, and sandwich supplies was in case they needed something. I don't understand why she wanted to take more than what she was given. I also found a complete box of chocolates gifted from my boyfriend, emptied out, and an entire six-pack of Coca-Cola. So they ate trays of sushi. Chocolate. They had a six-pack of Cokes. The chocolate rice i think the rice was from the sushi um all gone in the garbage her excuse was her wanting her husband to have a taste of nice things because he's not familiar with sushi and she's always talked about the food that i like i immediately kicked her out she begged because it was 12 a.m and said that they would leave early in the morning they had dinner before that no that's not what she said I think that she was there just chilling with them before that. But it's like still, I'm it's pretty not sure done that. Yet. 
I went to bed crying in anger. I woke them up at almost 4 a.m. She started clicking her tongue like a sleepy cartoon character and her husband protested that it was too early. I pulled the sheets from them and hand and handed them to leave. As clarification, they both have jobs and shame on me for allowing her to come in because I've had to create boundaries with her multiple times because of showing up unannounced. Playing the I lost my wallet game when it comes to restaurants and consistently trying to stiff me with bills. Mm, that is not a friend. She called me hours later, but I didn't pick up. Ooh. Did you hear my voice? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to leave that in there because that was funny. She said I spoiled her Christmas because her intent was to become uh, was to come visit her family living nearby, but having to come back home. They couldn't contact family members to ask them to let them in because it was too early. So she ha and her husband had a fight and they drove back. And now he only wants to spend their 10 day vacation with his own family. She sent me another message a few hours later. She says that she's still very angry because he had to drive home gronky and still sleepy because him um which causes him to be uh, grouchy all day so she she basically said me and my man got into a fight because you didn't let him sleep in she said he's so mad at her that he moved his stuff to another bedroom i know when she's lying and her tears suddenly really desperate Ex guys this is exactly what she's saying she's begging me to call him and talk to him but i don't want to do it and won't do it I sent her a $500 cash request to cover the sushi trays, the cake, and other foods, plus replacements. Also, the inconveniencing me and their uh, night over. <laughs> For their night over. It was a whole ass inconvenience to her. It sounds pretty, but I'm still fuming. She whined and cried, but paid for it. Whoa, I'm surprised she got the money out of her. I honestly, I didn't read that part, or I don't remember that part. Then said that because of me, her kids won't have Christmas. Clarification. I cited for abuse of trust and hospitality when I kicked them out. I wouldn't have minded if they made sandwiches or took from an already open juice carton, which were all mostly full. But I cannot forgive what they did to the food wasting. I already blocked her telling her that we are no longer friends via text. She sent a friend I hardly know to talk some sense into me and whom I didn't give two fucks for themselves he says what i did was over the top because not only did i scold kicked her out and announced the end of our friendship but made her pay me money am i the asshole i think her man says she's an asshole what the fuck you get out to them bitch fuck your friend fuck her man <laughs> fuck those kids christmas Fuck that. It's Christmas. Fuck that drive. <laughs> Fuck everything, homegirl. You did the right thing. Fuck that, bitch. Honestly, because it's like you're really going to come unannounced, which honestly sucks all the time because I let's hate be honest. when people do that. Like the house is never really clean, like to where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So once people come over, you're like all feeling rushed. You're like, oh shit, this isn't supposed to be there. This isn't supposed to be there. This is dirty. Like. And then the fact that they wanted to stay over, you allowed them to, which is cool of you too. And then I wouldn't have let them. Okay, honestly, if it were just um one of my friends, like that I didn't wasn't a moocher, cool. But if I know you're a moocher, no, you're not gonna stay in my house. Well, not, she already knew. Not just that, but it's like if you knew that it was getting late, 
you have a whole ass phone. Start looking for fucking places to stay. If your family hasn't answered you about you coming over, why are you coming over without having a hotel at least? Oh, this is true. You see what I'm saying? Like, you were unprepared. You just wanted to go over there and fucking use them and then basically go to your Christmas. <laughs> I would have put the sushi trays in the car. We're going to throw it away. If you're going to throw it away, might as well take it. But um, I say... She's not the asshole, nor is her friend or ex-friend. I think the asshole here is her boyfriend. Boom. No, because like... Yes, let me let me continue. Go. He's the asshole because she knew that, well, they're all assholes because the girlfriend knew that she was a moocher. She's already stiffed you a couple of times, so you still let her in your house. Honestly, if it's raining, like, I don't know. But no, if you already knew, you already knew. The friend's obviously an asshole because she knew what she was doing, too. Um, The why, the reason why I say the boyfriend is the asshole because she, well, no, you know what? He can't be the asshole, actually, because he said that she was the asshole, too. Everybody's an asshole for me. Honestly, <laughs> the only one that's the asshole is the friend. The boyfriend. The friend and the <clears throat> girlfriend. The girlfriend she already knew she was a moocher. She still let her stay. Well, it's, no, she's like, an asshole too because they touched her man's sushi. Well, I understand like letting somebody stay like once it's late, you don't want them to get in a crash or whatever. But just the friend, I say, like, if you're not drunk, you could go. Just the fact that the friend that was the one that came over, like you fed your man shit that you weren't supposed to. He probably like unless he did not say, hey, don't touch their stuff or try to make you stop. He's an asshole, too, for just accepting it. But then the fact that you guys ate it all and then had a problem with, like, even paying for it. Like, come on now. I, I did not expect them to pay. If they're the people that they sound like they are, I honestly did not expect them to pay her. Well, I mean, the friendship might have meant a little bit more to her. Mm-hmm. Or just the fact she that it's it like, up, maybe later on I could go ahead and Get do the more. same thing. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, no. So, in conclusion, who's the asshole? Who'd you say? I said that the friend that came over. The friend is the asshole for sure. They are the asshole. But you are also not smart because you still let her come in. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, she even said it herself. Like, All right, so this one was the one that I read yesterday. And it kind of was funny. Like, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. So, it says, am I the asshole for refusing to financially support my baby mama? And a lot of times, um, it's really just a 50-50. But for this one, because of how hype you're trying to sound right now, no, you're not the asshole. Okay. So all these are fake names. I, 54 male. God. (laughs) Am married to live 46 female. We have a daughter, six, and have been together for 12 years. Liv is my second wife. I married my first wife, Anna, 57 female, when I was 21. Anna is French, and we met when I was in French for in France for a holiday. We have two children, Sophia and Matteo, 27 and 30 female and male. Anna and I were married for eight years and had a admissible divorce, and I am on good terms with both of my children and Anna, and I see them often which is pretty cool. I then moved to the U.S. where I met Abby, 48 female. We were together for five years. 
not married, and two children, Jake and Leah. I cheated on Abby and Harper and had a daughter, Maddie, 15 female. Harper and I stayed together for together for two years, but we eventually admissibly split, split up. I moved back to Europe, so I brought them, bought them a house as well as provided financial support. I see Maddie in person twice a year, and we talk every day. My split from Abby was messy. Abby told me she didn't want me in our children's lives, and I didn't fight her very hard on it. I kept in touch with both of them and Abby, and I came agreement where I don't pay child support by but I instead pay for school. I agreed I also give them both a generous allowance and expensive gifts for B-Days and Xmas. I'm aware it's a poor substitute for a father. After my split, Abby married Cole, 51 male, and had Ryan, 12 male. From what I've heard from my kids, Ryan is a golden child of the house. They can't, they aren't mistreated by any means, and from what I can tell, they like their stepfather well enough. But if there is an argument between Ryan and either one of my kids, Abby and Cole will take Ryan's side. Abby always been a reckless spender. Now Abby and Cole are struggling financially, and she has asked my kids to chip in. I have more than enough money, so I have no problem upping Jake and Leah's allowance so they can help their family and keep some for themselves. Abby mm. called me out and out of the blue a few weeks ago, and this is where I might be an asshole. Ooh, he's okay. been saying he might be the asshole. So, like, this Damn. is where, like, he thinks other people might consider him the asshole. Okay? So, this is a lady that he has two kids with, and she has one kid with somebody else. Okay, so she fought with Jake when he refused to use his allowance to help pay for their pay their mortgage. I asked her that since Jake is no longer living with her, he has no obligation to pay her house. He's not even living with her? Okay. She then demanded that I give Ryan an allowance as well as Jake and Leah, Ryan being what? the kid that is not his. Okay. She told me that I wasn't allowed to financially support Jake and Leah without also including Ryan because he was feeling left out. I told her to F off. I'm not going to stop supporting my kids because she can't support her own. I told her that I'll still pay Leah tuition, but I'm stopping her allowance so Abby doesn't get any money. Both of Abby's parents called me to say I'm an asshole for not stepping up and helping my kids, and Cole also called to scream at me. So... His ex-baby mama's parents and her baby, her new baby daddy called to yell at this fool. I had to block their oh, numbers. More. Okay. My family reassured me that I am not the asshole, but I'm not sure because I feel guilty that Leah and Leah's the one who suffers. So basically, he feels bad for his daughter because he cut her allowance out and just is paying for her college just so the mom doesn't get another money. And it says, my ex is asking me to financially support her kids. Am I the asshole? Not at all. She's not the asshole. I think the parents are just both struggling. And they're taking it on on him instead of fixing on working their own problem. Because you're basically asking for him to help you guys pay for your shit. You literally are asking him for to pay for you guys' shit. I be- I'm a hard believer of the children should not be paying shit because they're your children. 
you literally like signed up for that when you popped your coochie and when you did what you did with your little dingling like if you have that child that is not their job to go ahead and like fend for themselves you are literally supposed to be the provider like it doesn't matter how long that's just my hot take but um the fact that they're not focusing on themselves and putting this man into it he was doing his part giving his kids money for whatever the fuck they want and giving them stuff for school as you should um so both of these kids are like already like 26 like and he was still students. giving them money like still giving allowance still paying their school like he's not the like asshole that. even if he cut his daughter off that's like i understand why he's upset about that but i say um since he's already cut her off and he's proven to her that he doesn't want the mom wanting the money i think that um wait you said even she's not at home no more she's at college right now or she's still at the house she's at college but i'm pretty sure she's still at the house i think that he should tell her i'm not gonna give you money no more if i find out you're giving it to your mother or just like i don't know make it like he's obviously gonna end up folding and giving her money again but just trying to see a way that maybe she still can get it i feel like just putting it in the bank under like her own name and putting it to where she can't really touch it until he allows her or making it like his savings, a little savings for her under his own account and being like, okay, in four or five years, I'm going to give it to her once she's done with college or once I have enough money for her to have her own house, you know? I think he's not the, I, he's not the asshole at all. He's literally a good dad. I feel like the ones that are the assholes are like the baby mama. Well, first of all, I feel like this might be the fucking man that uh sexy red is looking for because he's a hoochie <laughs> daddy having like seven kids with everybody and shit but um and he's able to support all of them which is like damn for what you fucking do for a living but anyways i might be your kid but um for real for real like he's not the asshole just because he's giving everybody their money he's helping even if he More didn't help enough. like with child support or whatever he helped with like christmas colleges shit like that and that's pretty expensive as well most of the time the child support doesn't go towards the child and it's like the fact that the fucking even her own new husband is telling her oh yeah tell him that it's fucked up that he's not giving my kid an allowance like that's your fucking job dude like that's your poor parenting in your son's eyes make it work for you like you know what i'm saying all right. It's not his responsibility. It's not his. Let's go to the next one because this one, <laughs> I love it. I Am I the asshole for scratching my balls at my friend's mom's funeral? Depends when you did it, bro. Just if let you... me know. Yes or no? Is he the asshole? Yeah. Okay. He goes on to saying, no more context. I literally just did that and she got mad. <laughs> She got, I thought it was her funeral. How did she get mad? Hold up. No, his friend. Oh. It's, he was at his friend's mom's funeral, but his friend got mad at him. Yeah, no. And he said she got mad. <laughs> so I think um, if he wasn't discreet, he is the asshole. Like, let's say that, you know how, like, you walk past the casket and, like, say hi or something like that right. or bye? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Work stop. We shouldn't be making that. Okay. But um yeah, so maybe like if he was up there and then he just like was like ah, you know, like 
scratching and like yeah dude that's not an appropriate place but like if you can make it discreet and maybe like i don't know how you guys do it but like maybe wiggle your legs or something when you're sitting down like i mean if you put your try to hide it dude the fact that she's seen it is like okay you weren't doing a good job of hiding it because i've seen some men where they literally will do it anywhere no matter if they're covered or not and it's so fucking like what are you doing sir you do not see me pulling out this major ass fucking coochie wedgie with my pad that i got on right but here you are scratching your junk in the middle of chick-fil-a that's just me, you know? Damn, people at Chick-fil-A cut that shit down, bro. It's anywhere. Like, men, I'm not, like... Nah, nah, you said Chick-fil-A. If you go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> don't scratch them balls. <laughs> Better wait until you get outside. The parking yeah, lot, at least. So, you know what? He is the asshole. I was going to say no because I'm like, you know, it's just like, girls, sometimes, like, we have stuff that, like, is literally giving us a wedgie and stuff, and I want to pull shit out, but it's just like... Gotta walk through that motherfucker. <sighs> well, He's an asshole. I mean, like I was saying, he's the asshole if he was, like, carrying the casket and, like, scratched it then. <laughs> or, like you said, like, if he She's was... She's over here tipping. If he, um, he was in front of the casket or in front of, like, when they put her down and shit. Um, but I feel like you said if he was trying to at least be discreet about it, he's not the asshole. In any way, like, if he was at least trying not to let anybody see and you accidentally caught him, like, slipping... He's not an asshole. I'm sorry. I took it out on, on him, but the asshole really is here. The men that do it without giving a fuck. Those are the true assholes of the world. And it's like, put your hand in your fucking pocket and try to scratch it through there, bro. Like, try to fucking pull oh, your side wedgie out or something. That's like, how y'all do that? Okay. Well, yeah, because if you put your whole hand inside your junk, like, that's fucking obvious. Or at least your suit, put your suit over it. All right. So that was, am I the asshole? That was pretty fun. I like that. You guys, that's that's my favorite segment right there. That should be funny as fuck. Let us know who you thought was an asshole in these situations. Uh, go ahead and comment down below or throw your two cents in in the Google form. Throw your two cents in so that boy can get his Christmas present because he ain't going to get it from his, his allowance. <laughs> he didn't get it the allowance. <laughs> Poor kids. It was true. Like... He definitely wasn't the asshole because even he said, I don't care who suffers, but if it's my daughter suffering, like, all right, now I feel like the asshole. And that's so, like, he about to make me cry. He for sure got me feeling some type of way. Well, I feel like in that situation, it's like, it's like up. I said, you could just put all her shit into his savings or you could just try to help her get into her own place and just you know pay what? her bills. Hop like, in the truck. Let's go to Target. Get your shit. Here you go. You can't say I don't give you your allowance. Here's it all right there just you know well i mean just even like i wish i would have money for like later you know what i'm saying for even now like looking for places and shit like that and just having a parent that can't support you but at the end comes in clutch with like hey here's your allowance that i've been saving up or i couldn't give you for so many years here you go all like, right that would be cool so let's go into the final segment of the night so basically it's for a podcast you guys will know the podcast or each other's answers nor were your friends we just want to ask couples what's one secret that you've never told him before if you have any never told him yeah i really don't i am so okay that's okay so the question is what is one secret that you have kept from her so far one secret. Uh, 
Honestly, I haven't really kept any secrets. No? No. What about an embarrassing moment that you haven't told her or you don't want to tell her just yet? No, because she's seen all my embarrassing moments. Yeah? Like the worst of the worst, oh, to be honest. Damn. Okay. Uh, let me try to think. No, no, no visual? All right. No, no visual. Uh, she won't know your secret at all. No, she, she knows. Fuck. <laughs> she knows this, but when I was really young, I like shit my pants. Oh, really? But I was like probably not really. I was like 10. I got hella scared. Oh shit! And like, there was n- nothing nearby, so I had to go into a store and like get random clothes. <laughs> and that that was like the most embarrassing thing for me because I had to go into the store with oh. yeah like. Oh damn! There was no one to get it for me. I had to go in there, but oh. she knows about that because I told her it was funny to me. <laughs> that is pretty funny. So I was like, she knows everything. Yeah, that's crazy. Sweet, thank you. So basically, I just want to ask couples, what's one thing, one secret you've never told your partner before? Like I said, you won't know his answer, he won't know your answer. Mm. I don't know, to be honest. All right. What about one embarrassing moment, whether it was while you guys were together or before you guys even met? Okay, so I have a dog, right? <laughs> no, this is my embarrassing moment. I have I have two girl dogs and like to eat like my underwear area. Long story short, um, my little I went to the gym and I'm doing leg press and I didn't know that my dog was chewed on my workout pants and I wasn't wearing underwear. I was doing leg press and a guy had to tell me that I had a hole in my part. <laughs> I was commando. <laughs> Wait, so crazy. you didn't notice you had a fucking breeze in your coochie? No, I didn't gym? feel it. I didn't feel it. I was so into my workout. That was a good ass fucking <laughs> workout. You're over here on the fucking on the benches and shit, all sweaty, and you're like the leg press. Yeah. So I had a hole there because my dog. Had... Oh my god! And he's seen the. Co- yeah, he, he was like, "Hey, you have a hole right there." Girl, <laughs> fuck! That is mad embarrassing. I. I, I see. Back, I, I, I go to LVC, so I never went back I to. Too. I didn't go back to that location ever again. Uh, I go there too. I'm, be, I'm gonna see your poster on the wall I and shit. Tell that, I didn't never told him that. Oh shit! Sure, okay, I appreciate it. So the question is, what is one secret that you have kept from her so far? She won't know your answer. You won't know her answer. One secret? Yes, sir. I don't know, bro. Cause no. I feel like what was going on now. Cause. Recently, like, we've been more open and talking, and I got in trouble in regards to stuff like, not necessarily like infidelity or nothing like that. Right, right, right. But some stuff came to light that, you know, that wasn't before. I feel like now it's everything is on the plate. Out of the open. Yeah, issue. exactly. Uh, what about an embarrassing moment you haven't told her? Embarrassing moment? Yes, sir. I would say, damn, that's a tough one. Probably like uh, when I was in. Probably when I was younger, like in elementary school. Um, oh no, I, yeah, elementary school. Me and my family we had a restaurant. And I had like really bad diarrhea. Oh shit! <laughs> so we had a restaurant, and I thought it was a bar, and I shit on myself. Oh damn! And I tried to go back to the bathroom. They're like, "Oh yeah, like you know, I gotta use the bathroom." And I come back, they're like, why does it smell like shit? And then in the car, they're like, why does it smell like shit? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, sooner or later, my dad, he's like, did you shit yourself? <laughs> and me being a kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and he was mad as fuck. Well. I, I never told her no shit. Like, I never told her that shit. Really? Yeah, no, that shit's like. <laughs> it stays between yeah. the points. <laughs> <laughs>
Those are our clips from our segment, What Happens in Vegas, a segment where we ask couples what's one embarrassing moment you never told your partner before and one secret that you never told your partner before. They don't know the name of the podcast and they don't know each other's answers. At least we hope they don't. If you find it, you find it. All right. What is up with men and not being able to hold shit in? Well, I feel like it's mostly like the weak. last guy said. It's like sometimes you just think it's a fart. <laughs> you push a little too hard. <laughs> he said, me being a kid, I said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, me being a kid, I would have said no. <laughs> I thought that's what he was going to say. Um, But I feel like in both like places that they actually shit themselves was so embarrassing just because of the fact that it was like out in public oh my with God, your friends and we were at dinner we got in the car <laughs> and like that was dinner with his friends you guys so it's like that was that dinner with his family because he said my dad asked he said if I, shit I got myself. home and my dad asked if i had shit myself and i told him you oh and then the other guy had to walk in the store i don't know like if i could be able to even move like to let alone go inside a store. I mean, I feel at like that. He do has huevitos, though. He has huevitos. At that point, it's just like rush in there. First thing you see, I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Like, <laughs> I'm grabbing grab this skirt, go. bitch. It's mine. Snatch Honestly, it from the like, <laughs> fuck. But I feel so like true. you guys would have the same situation happen. Like if you guys had your period. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like. This has honestly been, like, not even the first girl that where she's not, like, somewhere where she has anything during her period. And that shit's just, like, the most shittiest fucking feeling ever. Especially when you're at a boy's house. Like, I'm pretty sure I had to have had that one of the nights that I've slept over at your house. But your mom has everything, so I doubt it. But, um... I feel like that shit would be hella bad, like, if it's your first ever period. And you're at somebody that you like's house, like, oh, mm. fuck. Thank like, goodness I didn't have that experience. Freaking out in the bathroom, like, oh, my God, I'm I, bleeding. I, I definitely um, want to go through the drawers. I would look through every single nook and cranny to see what you have in there to help me. But honestly, that's the point where you just roll that toilet paper up and hope for the best. Hope it's thick enough. Hopefully they got that tooth ply because... If you got that cheap shit, uh, don't get me wrong, we've all been there, but if you got that cheap shit during that time, that's tough. That's tough for the girl in the bathroom. Honestly. I like how he didn't ask no questions. He's like, all right, bye, bitch. Like, he just was like, you good? <laughs> but, yeah, that's, honestly. Well, she said that her dad had called. She was like, oh, my dad called. I have to go home. Oh, true, 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 true. So I wouldn't ask questions at that point either. Um, But, yeah, those are our couples from What Happens in Vegas. Um, I, this segment, it's like, it's really fun to do because when you talk to the people, sometimes like it's really just like kind of grounding in a way to where it's like you're making natural. It's not a natural interaction because this is probably like the most weird interaction that somebody can have, but it's just like it's grounding because you connect with more people, you know, it is. I kind of like the only thing that kind of sucks in a way about it was when we were filming some of these couples like there's some of you guys that are super cool that vibe with like 
I felt like it was a cool ass vibe with the homie, and then right. you felt like it was a cool ass vibe with her. But it's like, damn, like we can't let them know who we are because, um, we it, it's literally part of their their our contract with them. We can't let them know who we are because then we can't let each other know their answers. Yeah, and that's that does suck. But if fate is fate, we'll meet again, and you'll have already found the podcast. I hope so. I kind of still hope they all find it because that's more for us. All right. And if you're somebody that has that we're one of the couples that we've asked and you're listening to the podcast, comment down below. Honestly. Put it in the Google Forms. Let us know that you found us. If you're the first one to comment on the Google Forms, I swear I'll let you know your partner's secret. Mm, mm, mm. That's on period. All right. So let's go ahead and finish it off there with that note to what happens in vegas couples all right that was pretty good um i like i like that we've had our first christmas here on the podcast it's cute it's a dream come true if i must say um how do you think that our first season has been like um through our holiday wave on the podcast it's been fun the The holiday ones are are cute the questions that we've been able to find for them were pretty, like, pretty fun, and they were kind of, like, hard to think about. I'm not going to lie. I like how lie. they kind of, like, add a little bit more more activities into the holiday, you know? Well, I like how even, even then, like, these questions that we ask, especially during the holidays, like, they could be a conversation breaker between somebody that you want to talk to or mm. even, like, shit like that. Cause you can Yap go up it to up at the table. Honestly, cause you could go up to anybody randomly and just be like, "Oh, you like Buddy the Elf? I like this one better." Like, you know what I'm saying? I've seen so many buddies this year. It's so funny. Like, I feel like Will Ferrell's face is just so funny. I feel like that's why like a lot of people are starting not to like that movie <laughs> because, because he's it's everywhere. Like, such now. a fucking classic <laughs> that it's like overplayed. Ah, whatever. Anyways. All right, guys, this is Sin Vergüenza. Again, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please make sure to rate and review. Please, helps in numbers. If you want to follow the TikTok, in the bio. The YouTube, in the bio. Instagram, all of it, all the links in the bio. Go to the Google Forms to put your two cents in, or there's a lot of little different subjects that you can go ahead and put your answer in, 100% anonymously. Um, This is Ale. This is Sin Vergüenza, without shame. And this is Mr. Anonymous. Five more days till Christmas, guys. When you listen to this episode, make sure you're ready. All right. You good? I'm not ready. Ho, 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 ho. Peace out, bitches. Baby, quiero ser el río de tu Tokyo. Chingamos en la casa de papel sin negocio. Esta vida nunca se acaba la fiesta.